to episode 150. Oh no, 149 of Inside the Cage. I was getting excited there. I seen we were in 148 and thought, oh, we're only two away from 150. Nice, that's not How are you, mate? Alright? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Just a bit of cover for the weekend, man. How are you? Hi, good, mate. Good. Um, recovered from the weekend, I think. Yesterday was a bit of a long day. Um, but. Again, it wasn't really drink related for me. It was sleep. Like I don't sleep I, well in that in that bed. Like I wasn't that drunk by the end of the night. To be honest, as you probably know, you were there. You left at the same time. Well, you left when I went to my bed. So you you know, I, I don't think either of us were that that drunk. To be fair, so like I um I wasn't. I mean, it was definitely an element of alcohol had had an effect yeah, on I something. Yeah, I felt a wee bit inebriated. Shall we say towards the end yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I wasn't exactly saying I wasn't like drunk. I was definitely. I just wasn't that drunk, but I struggled yesterday. I think it was a lack of sleep, but you know, it was good, man. It was a good night. So, I think the time you got up the road and stuff, I go to bed and go to sleep. I must say about five hours or something, and I woke up. I think I was still pissed when I woke up. To be honest, I still have a wee bit of a, a drunk kid when I woke up. And then I and I went and lay on the couch trying to watch the UFC. Fell asleep, then woke up and felt like shit after I woke up. So, I When did you wake up? Um. Well, sat and I was about half nine time I went down the stairs I put the UFC on I thought right I watched the main card then I fell asleep after I think I was between um, let's see face second main fucking hell the cool main we're going to talk about it Rackmanov and fucking Gamrot before the before the, I basically fell asleep between the two of them and I missed the full Gamrot fight and I woke up and Gianfranco Zola was on my TV talking about football taps so fuck knows yeah yeah, yeah. Sunday was a bit of a write off, but you know, it was good. It was a good night on Saturday, so everyone had fun. That was the main thing. So it was that, my man. Right. Well, I was going to say we were going to follow a different pattern today. We were going to talk about certain things, but um, might be a slightly different pattern. All we would run through a card, but we're just going to pick talking points. There was so much on at the weekend: PFL, Cage Warriors, Bellator, UFC. There's wee bits to talk about in all of them, so we'll just pick bits. We'll talk about it. And we'll see how we go from there. Um, we'll obviously start with the UFC. It's always a way to start. Um, class poster from the weekend, by the way. I never, we never had the show last week, so we never talked about it. I know um, I was absolutely gutted to the show last week, but it was a, it was a class wee poster. Actually, it's well done. What say? Yeah, it was a class poster. Um, a UFC fight night, Surikin versus Gamrot from the Apex. Um, hopefully soon they'll be away. We did say probably not before the end of the year. Eh? Probably maybe just see out the year with the Apex and then move away for that next year. But Possibly, it depends. We'll get a couple of ones. I'd like to, I just want to make it fucking back out on the road because you've seen the atmosphere, obviously. That's last week, but you've seen the atmosphere out last week was fucking epic. So I think when uh, they go to a place for the first time, but look at what happened in London. London was off the scale yeah insane because it was the first time they'd been there in three years and everybody was buzzing to see it so imagine when they go to places like new york or you know california or you know where was was last week utah or something was it not austin it was utah i can't remember but um oh it was austin so you're right i it was fucking mental mate it was brilliant but yeah so yeah um headlined by the I suppose you could say a lightweight top 10 contendership. Well, like two ah, guys. That sounds about right. Eh? Um, Sarukian versus Gamrot. Um, we haven't discussed this. Normally we have. When I asked Mark the question, Mark hadn't seen the fight. Mark has since watched the fight. 
So I'm interested to know your opinion, mate. What? How did you score it? I tried scoring this on the old proper thing. What did my scores after each round? Um, there was one round where I literally couldn't make my mind up. I physically mm-hmm. couldn't make my mind up. I have no idea who won the round. Um, yeah. I think the two clearest rounds were definitely one and two. I don't think there's any doubt that Rookie won one and two for me. Yeah. Um, granted the third... I think Gamrock probably just stole it. There was one moment where I thought Saruki was what kind of wobbled a wee bit earlier on in the round. I went down. Aye, and then obviously a wee bit of uh, control time and stuff like that with uh, the side against all kind of stuff like that, right? So I gave him the third round. So and at the fourth, yes, Gamrock had some control time, but Saruki definitely had the better of the strikes. So to, I sound stupid because it's not the way it should be. Um, maybe depending on what you like or depending on what you're looking for maybe that's the way you scored it that maybe if you felt the control that Gamrot had then you give it that way but if you go by the unified judging criteria it's on damage and probably Sarukin was doing more damage in the fourth so probably that's the one I couldn't make my mind up I couldn't make my mind up in the fourth but probably if I had to if you had put a knife to my throat or a gun to my head and told me to pick one I probably would have went Sarukin for the fourth Yeah, and then the fifth I thought Sarukin really kind of fell off a wee bit and I gave it to Gamrot. Yeah, I mean, it was, I had I had 3-1 going into the fifth and the fifth for me was either way, the two of them were gassing. I think Sarukin maybe just a little bit more, but Sarukin was still hitting them with much harder shots. And as you say, it's, it's about power and damage and stuff like that. So I think I actually, I, I wouldn't have bothered either way. Like I was probably like, do you know what? It wouldn't really bother me the way the fifth round, whatever way it went. But I think I actually had Gamrot. I actually had Sarukin four one. I was proper shocked, mate. Like I'm not saying it's a robbery. It's close. It was tight. Like there was only, I mean, I would say the first three rounds were nailed on for me. I would say the first two definitely Sarukin. Third definitely Gamrot. I would say they were clear. The fourth and fifth. Yeah, well, four was relatively clear for me. I actually thought Sarukin won. I, I, if you'd said to me Gamrot, I probably would have went, really? You think so? But um, it was close, but I had I had Sarukin. Um, yeah. But put it this way, it wasn't the worst result we've ever seen. It wasn't a poor decision. Um, I don't. I wouldn't have had an issue if it went either way, I think. I think that's probably one thing I would say. I said the fourth was a big one for me. I couldn't make my mind up. I was sitting there watching the fast going, how the fuck did I score the fourth? Because I haven't got a fucking clue about where you fucking put that. Um, yeah. But as you say, the damaging shots probably went to Saruki, so probably... I, one thing sounds stupid to say, but I don't think Saruki lost the fight. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Like I think if you were if you were taking the whole twenty five minutes as it was as a like twenty minutes, you probably would have found Saruki would have won that. Probably aye. But it just sounds harsh and then you go by round by round and then aye. that's it's a tough one. Um but like the matter what the score was in the end, it was a tremendous, tremendous fight, mate. The the, the technical level of these two guys was off the fucking chain. First couple of rounds, the fucking scrapping was insane, the striking was out of us. Were, it was just, this is the, I'm just saying new generation, but fucking Gamrot is like 31, 32. He's actually kind of getting on a bit, but he is a new it generation is, fighter in that It's respect. a new generation of UFC lightweight. Aye, how to fight and stuff like aye, that. Aye, you've got guys like Gamrot, Sarukian, you know, Chimaev, Chima, not Chimaev, what's his name? Oh, fuck. Mad crazy Russian one, Makachev. Makachev. These, 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 um, these new breed of young-ish, 
you know, fresh UFC lightweights, mate, that are making making waves in it. Um, I love Gamrot, so I'm all for him winning this fight. I just don't think he did win it. Um, I think Gamrot's superb. I, I remember, do you know remember when UFC signed him? I was going to have my nut, yeah, and you man. were like, who's Matoj Gamrot? And I was like, mate, how do you not know who Matoj Gamrot is? And we talked about him, and we looked at him and stuff like that, and it just... I'm extremely. I mean, look at the names up there, mate. But see, I mean, you you guys like McGregor still in there, Ferguson still in the top ten. You know, you're just like it's just these guys are slowly going to get dwindled out. Your future generation of your guys like Makachev, Darius, Sarukian, Fiziev, Gamrot, you know, even Brad Riddell, who we'll talk about later. He's fighting this weekend, but you know, there's a there's a lot of good talent there. Gamrot is potentially a champion at one five five. I don't know how good he. I mean. Khabib says he expects him to fight Makachev for the belt. Yeah, I can see that. I think Makachev will shag him. But um, I love Gamrot, mate. So I'm all for him winning. I'm all for him. The push that he'll get, hopefully looking above and, you know, try to get a fight. He says he wants to fight Gaethje in an absolute war, which I'd be okay with. But there's no way Gaethje's taking that fight. So um, For me, I think if, if, you're, if you're looking going forward... I think if Fiziev beats RDA, probably maybe you look at Fiziev versus Gamrot, something along the lines. Yeah, uh, because Darius is still, still waiting for this, like, almost eliminator fight, isn't he? It's him and Makachev, is it not? Well... Be him versus Makachev last year or earlier this year? I've just actually seen something there on the on the wiki rankings that Oliveira and Makachev has been made for 281, but well, not that's right, I don't know. I've never seen that. Yeah, i never seen that either. I'd be surprised. Just when I seen that, I'd be like, eh, what? I mean, that is the fight to make. We've talked about, we've talked about it. Um, but I've not seen it. Um, been interesting. But yeah, I've seen it made official, put it that way. I've not seen anything official out of it, no. but that seems no. to be what's on Wiki, Wikipedia anyway. Well, it is the fight. I mean, Oliveira said he wanted to fight um, McGregor because he wants paid, which is fair enough. Um, <laughs> but... I mean, Makachev's a fight to make if he wants his belt back. So, um, yeah. I still, I still think Makachev, Darius should be made anyway, and then we're going to fight Oliveira. But obviously, with Darius getting injured, or that, I put that in fucking bed and bit of pain in the ass. So, um, right. Well, I'm interested where we go now. Um, it's two up and comers. Even Sarukin, that loss did not do any harm to Sarukin. Again, yeah. possibly you go at the loser of his RDA fights, fucking Sarukin. Possibly. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Can I make sure between the four fighters that you kind of get them fighting each other? If Sarukin could go in and beat, say, Sifiziev beats Dos Anjos, right? Sarukin beats RDA, he's automatically a legit contender because it's RDA. It's the same with Fiziev if Fiziev beats him. Um, I mean, if you look at the rankings, right, we know the rankings are bullshit. We know that, right? But if you look at them, Gamrot and Sarukin are both ahead of Dan Hooker. And despite Sarukin losing, Sarukin would smash Dan Hooker. So... My argument would be is that Sarukian is still just outside that top 10. He just obviously... Oh, that, you know, for me, it doesn't move, if anything. Yeah. It's, so I switched petitions between him and Gamrot yeah. just because of the winning type thing. Um, yeah. you can't, there's, there's no way that Gamrot could jump any higher than that just because of that victory, because the victory was that close. Yeah. It's not as if it was a clear fucking domination. You go, oh, fuck it, Bob Mark, a few places. He's clearly proved he's one of the best top 10 top five in the world no no he didn't he did he, but it was a great fight it was tremendous it was brilliant to watch and it will be interesting to see what they do with these two guys going forward because there's no doubt they'll be in that top six top seven within before the end of the year I think maybe even at the start of next year do you know what I mean because it was that good a fight 
wasn't it? Shavkat Rachmanov. What? He was sensational. Like Animal. Animal. Fucking devastation of a human being who just wants to fucking go through every day, mate. I, he's, he's, you know, it's weird, right? Everyone makes the comparison, right? Him and Chemaev, you know, similar styles, similar height, all the stuff they say, also the two guys coming through undefeated and all that stuff. But there's something about Rachmanov for me that makes him just a totally different thing from Chemaev. Chemaev. I would say Rachmanov's a technically better fighter than Chemaev, and I think that's where the difference is. I think Chemayev's an animal in respect of power, strength. Oh, aye, he would like to He'd be able to hold a heavyweight down on the ground for 15 minutes, no problem, Chemayev. He's so strong. But that right there, Rachmanov, is probably, I mean, am I actually going to say this out loud? No, you know what I am? Probably technically, one, technically, a technical ability is probably one of the best MMA artists in the world, in the world mate, I swear to God. There's not many that are technical. artists, 100%. If you look at likes of Kamara Usman, Kamara's had to work on his striking. I don't yes. get me wrong, he's worked very well at that and it's got a lot better. He knocked, Jorge, he knocked out Jorge Masvidal, one of the best boxers in UFC. 100%. Colby's striking is decent, it's good for a scrap, but it's not technically outstanding. You're looking at guys like that. Probably Leon Edwards is another one who's a very, very, very all-round mixed martial artist. And for me, Rachmanov on that performance is fucking up there, mate. This guy is fucking sensational for me. Absolutely Ice. sensational. He made Neil Magny look like an amateur. He did. Well, no. He didn't make Neil Magny look like an amateur. He made Neil Magny not exist. Because <laughs> Neil... I didn't, I didn't even see Neil Magny. Because the first takedown happened after he... He obviously grabbed the leg, basically pushed him down, got on top of him, and I was like, well, was this the end of the fight? When, when's it coming? Come on, the fuck. I know. I mean, the fact that it went a second round is kudos to, you know, Neil Magny for surviving. Um, it was literally just can, a matter of time. You can see Neil Magny's experience. You knew what he was... He, you knew kind of how to defend it. So she was always trying to defend. He was trying to grab legs. He was looking for wee heel hooks and wee knee bars and stuff like that constantly just to try and keep Rick Manoff busy and keep himself in the fight, basically, at that point. Um, but, man, that's fucking... That's just... He's, the Shavkat show, by the way. That was definitely the Shavkat show on Saturday. Here's the fight I want to see. Hit me. Shavkat Rachmanov versus Bilal Muhammad. I don't think we'll get it. I know, but I'd love to see if he can handle a wee bit of pressure. Because Neil Magny will shut a brick and run away and then get clapped. But Bilal will not shit it. Bilal will come at you no matter what. Well, I think we'll get. I think we'll probably end up with Chemayev Muhammad. I think that's probably the next kind of fight in a division. Um, getting that far up. I know he called it Stephen Thompson after the fight, calling it Wonderboy. Um, it's a technical fight. As a standing-up striker, but if you want to make that a kickboxing match, it'd be fucking sensational. But I don't want to see one of my favourites getting absolutely schooled by some mad, crazy Kazakhstani animal. How? Fun? Is it, no, it's not fun when you're Steam Wonderboy Thompson. Anybody else? Anybody else can have him. Just know him. Well, I'm looking up the rankings, right? And there's actually not a lot of guys we win. That sounds fucking ridiculous for our rankings. You look at their rankings and there's like six guys ahead of Rachmanov at this moment in time who have all got losses again, doesn't they? Yeah, but then just fucking fight them anyway, man. Fuck it. Just well, stuff. the one I would actually do, if Sean Brady doesn't get him to further up, I'd fucking give him Sean Brady. A class fight. Sean Brady's tough. 
John Brady, 15-0, he's on a 15-fight win streak. Ratmanov's now 16-0 on a 16-fight win streak. Mate, somebody's always got to go. To go. That's the fight <laughs> to make for me. Get Ratmanov, the fact, I like that. The more I think about it, the more I want that fight. Because Sean Brady can wrestle, Sean Brady can strike. That would be the sensational five-round mixed martial artist fight. That's what that would be. Ah, oh, main event. Good main event, couldn't it? Oh, if, you, if you're willing to do Gamrot versus Sarukian, by the time Ratmanov jumps up the rankings ahead of Magnet, I would put, technically, if you're looking, just putting them ahead of Magnet and put them both 9 and 10. So, you're willing yeah. to do Gamrot versus fucking um, Sarukian as a headliner, fucking Sean Brady versus Ratmanov would be fucking sensational for me. Yeah. I'm definitely up for that. I'd, I'd watch it. Um. What else on UFC before we move on? Any other talking points that you want to bring up? Anything specific, my man? Um, so some special finishes. Um, Tiago Moises, um, you know, he choked from the back, man. And that was that was really, really well done, man. That was class. Yeah. Um, Carlos Oberg as well, man. I thought he looked absolutely for a minute. I don't last a minute and fifteen seconds, but it was the striking technical ability of that man is fucking sensational. Um. Yeah. And he does it so well by looking that good as well. It's fucking ridiculous. No man should look that fucking good. What, Thiago? No, Ulberg. Oh, Ulberg, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, Ulberg. I know, what, six foot four, you know, long, good looking, big, muscly. I mean, yeah, just needed. Nah, ridiculous. Um, Cody Durden's knockout was tremendous as well, man. Um, I, uh, I but that one shocked me. Yeah, I expected GP Pies to win as well. I don't know why, but. I think Cody's looked a bit shit since his comments, to be honest. He made a while back, didn't he? Because I think, I think I did okay with my pick. I was actually surprised that Rodolfo Vieira lost the decision to Chris Curtis, but I'm going to be honest, didn't he watch it? So maybe I should watch it and see. Um, I think Vieira kind of gasped basically towards Ed, mate. I think you're joking, did he? No, surprise, surprise. Oh, fucking shock horror. He gasped after three minutes the last time because he tried to have to choke somebody out and they went, nah, we'll have to try hard on that, son. The big man see these issues with uh, the old gas tank there. Yeah. And they won and he's built like a brick shithouse. Oh, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. No, I, um, I would say the two Russian shaggers need to fucking stop. Who? Well, Morozov, the last two rounds of that against Paiva, man, I just shagged him for fucking ten minutes. And um, uh, Umar Nurmagomedov against fucking Nate Maness. Jesus Christ, man. Honestly, I'd rather watch fucking paint she done it the weekend dry than fucking watch that fight again. That was torture. Honestly, absolute torture. Yeah. Josh Perezian was a lucky boy. Yeah, he's a jammy bastard enough because he should have been finishing the first round, man. But yeah, um, fair play, I'm coming back by the way. Tough as fucking old boots, as they say. It was a decent night. I mean, I know you and I didn't do a show last week. It's nowhere near as good as the KR Emmett card. Um, maybe just a wee, me- just a wee men- just a wee mention on that. Probably the best car I've ever seen in my life. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was absolutely sensational. I was so gutted. We just couldn't fit it in. We had family birthdays and stuff like that last week and working situations. It was just a fucking nightmare. It's just um, too much going on. Aye, and oh, I'm so gutted I never got to do that, man. All the all the knockouts. So it's a sensational main event where the loser actually won probably. And it's it was that's two in a row, mate. Aye, I know. Two main events in a row. Arguably the loser was the winner. Yeah. Um, aye, some sensational fights involved as well as Miguelov Kutalazi. was a beauty. Um, aye, great wee night, man. Honestly, absolutely superb night. I was just gutted whenever I got to talk about it, to be honest. I know. 
Right, moving on to our next point. Next, back in time at the weekend, we're going to talk about Bellator. Now, we don't normally, because, well, kind of shit. It has been shit that year, anyway. Yeah, it's not been good, man. It's not been good. Sometimes they put on the good cards. But Gegard Mousasi is a legend. Whether you like him or not, whether you know you agree with him leaving the UFC when he did and you know becoming a Bellator champ, whether you don't like Bellator, whatever the reason may be, he's still an absolute legend of this sport. Gegard Mousasi is a name that everybody should know. And if you've never watched a Gegard Mousasi fight, then you fucking should. But this... This proper shocked me, and I don't really know why. Johnny Eblen's a perfectly good fighter, 11 and 0 for a reason. Seen him fighting Bellator, decent fighter, but um, I think that the way he won surprised me. Yeah, well, it was, aye, I would agree with you there, mate. Um, it was utter dom. Uh, mate, we, we talk about one sided fights, we talk about guys on a level. Gamrot and Suruki are on such a high level, with such a good 25 minutes of fighting, and then you watch this. And this, see if, see if you were to watch that blind, not knowing who the champ was, right? There is no way anybody would ever have said Masasi was the champ before that fight. He was heavy-footed. He was slow, cumbersome. He's takedown defence, which is actually legendary, by the way. He's actually got legendary takedown defence. was ridiculously shocking. I was so shocked by this, mate. So shocked. I think it looked like that was Masasi's 15th fight of his MMA career. He, he looked, looked like he shagged. Aye, he looked just like really. Didn't yeah. get us again. Fifty-nine fights. He said fifty-nine fights. The man, fifty-nine fights, and don't get me wrong, he's been fighting since two thousand three, so it's never twenty years he's been fighting. But that's still an average of about three fights a year. It's still quite a lot. It could even be the fact that he fought in February. Do you know what I mean? Although it was only round, it was the first round. You know, it was a, a minute and a half, but. You've still got to come out of camp and then go back into camp a month after that, do a three-month camp. I don't know, man. I just, I was so disappointed because he is amazing to watch. He is, he's exciting to watch, Musassi. He's, 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 so we're talking about all-round mixed martial artists. He's probably one of the very first all-round mixed martial artists that came out the gate, like all-round, fully rounded, because his takedowns are good, his submissions are good, his kickboxing's great, his striking's great. It just, I was so disappointed, mate. I was, I, listen, fair play to Johnny Eblen. What a performance, like to go and take, take, excuse me, my God, take your chance like he did. Was amazing. Proper went out and went. You know what? I'm having this and did 25 minutes of utter domination, but it did proper shock me. Yeah, I was quite surprised as well. I think. As you say, we've seen Johnny before. He's looked decent. He's, he had a good one against John Salter, obviously, last time, which isn't a yep. bad one. Joe Salter's definitely, he's like the old kind of gatekeeper to the top five uh, type. The old tough guys you've got to beat, aye. John uh, Salter's a tough guy. You've got to win a title. You've got to get through John Salter type thing. Um, so fair play from Fabat, and he put in a decent performance there. But I didn't know he was at this level. He, as you say, he was, he was, he was sensational. I'm still. It sounds stupid to say it. I've got doubts in my mind because I think Masasi was that bad, but I don't know if Masasi was that bad because Evelyn was that good or because Masasi just, as we've just cut a lot of points there, he's had so many fights. He's 30, 36 years old, do you know what I mean? He's now 37. He's been about for a hell of a long time. Maybe there wasn't enough time between the fight camps and stuff like that to really get him fully recovered. Who knows? He didn't look himself at all, Masasi. And 
I would think that was a big factor, but you've got to give Edwin every single due, every credit in the world, and say, sensational. Go take your chance, take your moment, and go beat the champion. This is, Musashi was, fuck six, four months ago, five months ago, I think we were talking probably after the last time he beat Van der Ford, we were talking about him as one of the best fighters outside the UFC. He didn't look like that at all on Saturday. Totally different fighter from that fight, mate. Totally different fighter. He went out and smashed Van der Ford. He went out and actually took his head off. This was a totally different animal. Now, you could say it's a different fighter fighting Eblin, but, I mean, on, on paper, mate, Eblin shouldn't have got anywhere near Masasi, and I think that was the most disappointing part. I don't think, obviously, Eblin, I mean, it's difficult. You know why I take away for Johnny, because he's won the belt, but I just find it strange that a guy who's got 10 fights can beat a guy who's got 49 fights and has been a world champion three times or two times at two weight classes. Mate, Masasi's a legend. Pound for pound, you were probably saying he's probably the best fighter in Bellator. Do you know what I mean? So you're like, uh, it's a difficult one. But listen, fair play to Johnny. I hope he gets to keep it for a bit, gets to defend that a few times, have some fun with it. Um, he's, He's very, very exciting to watch. I'll give him that. He is... You never know if he's going to go take down. He's going to have that big overhand right. That he, I mean, he sat, he sat Musasi down in the first two minutes. That, you know what I mean? No, that fucking strike was absolutely sensational. Yeah. I think if that had been any other fighter, or say a fighter a bit younger, a bit less experienced, that was game over. But Musasi's got a chin because obviously he's fought for so long. So obviously, but I mean, wow, man, it was a, uh, it was some performance, mate. It was that man. It was absolutely, it was absolutely sensational. Um, Aye, when when I try to see what they do next, I can't imagine a rematch will be first anyway because there's no need after such a fucking dominating performance for Eblin. So he's going to have to probably win another couple of fights to get his title shot back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, we had two quarterfinals of the bantamweight Grand Prix: um, Sabatello versus Higo and Magomedov versus sorry Magomed Magomedov versus Enrique Barzola. Yeah, I, I watched the uh, Magomedov Barzola fight. Um, well, I see most of it. I kind of threw it type thing. Uh, really good fight, cracking fight, man. Um, it was a really close fight actually. It was two one, I think. I had going into the fourth. Um, so it was it was it was a cracking fight. And then Magomedov, first person, if I believe correctly, to actually finish Enrique Barzola in twenty six fights, which I thought was quite an impressive wee start. Um, Lovely finish as well, to be honest, man. The gay team was fucking tight as anything, honestly. It was so, so tight. Um, it was a tremendous, tremendous finish from. So, um, I fair play at him, man. Um, he'll go into the, the semi-finals. He'll fight Patsy Max, and it'll be interesting to see that fight. That's a, a cracking fight, to be honest, versus Patsy Max. Super an absolute beauty. Both of them are good fights, to be fair. Both of the semi-finals are good fights. Um, aye, they're crackers. Um, never seen the Sabatello for Saturday night. After watching 25 minutes of Masasi getting road and destroyed, um, and then watching Magomed Magomedov Barzola, I never quite the time to get Sabatello watch, but I was annoyed I got a really good performance. But Rufian Stotts is a different animal, man. Rufian Stotts is fucking shit hot. I really like Rufian Stotts. So, Where's that champ? Um, it's uh, Pess. He was injured. Oh, aye, he, he dropped out, didn't he? Uh, he's injured, so they gave... They gave Stotts for Arculator for the interim belt. Yeah. Obviously, so there was a belt basically on the tournament. So he's Stotts as the interim champion, and I imagine Adam, I'm expecting him to go in and win this Grand Prix in the end. To be honest, was, Bar- was Barzola not the was Barzola not the alternate? Yeah, he was a wild card. Um, yeah. 
So I think James Gallagher pulled out as well. It was Pettis and Gallagher that pulled out the tournament, and Sabatello and Barzola won the two wild card kind of fights. That's right. That's themselves. right. They won the wild cards. That's right. They put themselves. Yeah, and now Sabatello's one win away for you know. Being Alejandro Higo's a big win. He was a very, very good fighter, mate. So that's that's a really, really good win for Sabatello. So well, he's given himself a chance against Stotts, but for me, Stotts is just too good. I think I think he'll definitely be a man of adventure goes on and faces Pettis at some point. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on, let's do Cage Warriors. Now Cage Warriors went back to Belfast for the first time and oh I don't I you know what I genuinely don't know. Like I I should have looked that up but I genuinely do not know. It's probably been what at least four or five years. It could be. Um they've not really been in England. Obviously they had the odd event in San Diego recently but they've not really been in England for a long time, have they? It's almost like a different promotion that though, isn't it really? Yeah, basically it's a different promotion. because uh, they like totally it. the actual fighters that fight for the San Diego ones are totally different, so um, fucking hell, I was actually just running a quick look to see if I could see when I was in Belfast, so I'm currently back at 2019 here, so um, yeah, oh, they're talking at least three or four years, I would have said um, I know they've had Colchester Manchester, stuff like that but it was headlined by Reese McKee, who is Northern Irish, Northern Irish native um, fighting Justin Burlinson for the vacant welterweight title and this was two rounds and 20 seconds of just class British MMA, as we always say. Cage Warriors doesn't ever disappoint. No, it does not, mate. That's just fucking mental. Um, you can see that for the, the states of their, both their faces, um, how good a fight it was, man. The two of them were absolutely in bits. of scars and cuts all over their faces, mate. It was a tremendous, tremendous fight. Um, and it was some finish. Oh mate, it was it was actually sensational. I couldn't believe it. I didn't look like much to punch at first. I don't think either. Yeah. Um, there really wasn't much to the punch, and I was quite surprised when it fucking went down. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck happened there? And it showed you back. You know, that's an absolute beauty of a little of a little punch, man. So, um, I it was crying. Absolute beauty. Um, obviously, I think Reese McKee was supposed to fight for the title before. Before he got signed for the UFC, I think they were basically lining him up to fight for the UFC title. Um, obviously, uh, UFC title, the Cage Warriors title before he signed for the UFC. So, um, aye. So, he basically kind of came back, back around in circles, basically. Now, Reese McKee, obviously, he was signed for the UFC. He had a couple of fights in the UFC. Um, but now he's back in Cage Warriors. And as far as I'm aware, he's trying to get back on the UFC London card. He's basically trying to get re-signed with him. But I can't imagine he'll get re-signed with him that quickly. Mate, I don't think Cage Warriors have ever been in Northern Ireland. I was about to look through. I get back to 2012 and I get bored. Um, I genuinely Nottingham, Nottingham. Yeah, honestly. Maybe a long time ago, but it's been a while anyway. It's definitely been a while. So, um, good that they've got their own fight ahead line, which is good. But yeah, I mean, hopefully, I mean, Reese has got to make a statement. I think Reese was kind of not unfairly treated in the UFC, but he was, he was fed to Chimaev. And I think that just kind of tarnished him straight off the bat because he didn't land anything on Chimaev. Chimaev just rolled right through him. Um, I think Reese is a good fighter. He's got a lot of uh, experience. You know, he's a bit of a... He's, I suppose he's good for this level, but is he good enough to fight in the UFC? We don't know. Again, Alex Morono, another tough fight. Like, it's not an easy fight. Chimaev's an animal, and, you know, Morono's, you know, very tough. He lost that, you know, uh, in decision. So, um yeah, difficult for him to 
you know, have to um, get released after it. But hopefully, another couple of wins, maybe defends that belt another time. Maybe he'll get back to UFC permanently. If somebody drops out of UFC London, maybe he can fight there. But, um, yeah. I think that's probably his only chance. I think he's got to hope maybe somebody doesn't make him. I don't even know what other fights are on the, on the card. He might be looking at it. He's got to basically get himself into London, make sure he's in the kind of an area and basically try and be ready for a step-in fight. I can't imagine they're going to sign him straight off the bat type thing. Just go, right, let's go. We'll have yeah. you. Um, yeah. It's definitely going to be a case of waiting for somebody to fall off and then maybe you can, you can squeeze him in there through just pure luck. So... Um, I good luck to him, by the way. Good luck to him. I quite like Reese McKee. I always like Reese McKee. I always fucking remember back in the Bama days. He was a he was a champion over in Bama as well, or a fucking back yeah. end. But um, so I'm like, to see what happens next for him. He's only twenty six years old. Yeah, he's, look, mate. He, uh, if he ends up spending a couple of years with Cage Warriors, it's not going to do him harm. He's still got plenty of time to get back to the UFC eventually. Right. Absolutely. Right, one last thing from last week to look at, and that is PFL the. Final round of the heavyweight and lightweight league. Um, you want to do your rant now, or do you want to do it after? I could. Um, I would do it after. Uh, I do it after. So obviously, there's actually a lot of good fights in this. See, when I looked at this card, from I mean, the fact that Lance Palmer versus Shaman Marais was on the prelims tells you how good this card is. In fact, the fact that Brendan Lochnin was on first tells you how good this card was um i've seen bits of this the kudo knockout <laughs> oh mate mate that's up there for knockout of the year by the way that's going to be somewhere literally folded him up. he was getting kind of pieced up flores was doing what you would expect from a mexican mma just kind of boxing striking staying away you know doing a bit of kind of piecing somebody up and then kudo just went bosh of that and flores went oh bye good night Oh, that was sensational, man. man. That was absolute beauty of a knockout. It was nuts, man. Um, Bending looked decent, but I thought Ben looked quite good. Um, obviously, based out of Manchester, so we'll kind of yes. support him as such. So, uh, he looked pretty good. Um, I didn't see much of it. It was on really, really, really late. Like, it was quite late it was on. Because I was, a. Uh, am sure I was, a. why was I awake? I think the the main car started about two o'clock in the morning or something. Like that, so there was a reason I was awake. I think I, I don't know. No, I, I don't think I was awake to be honest. I, I seen a bit. I seen I watched uh, Kudo live and then went to sleep. So I wasn't awake for any of it to be really honest with you. But we want to talk about it because our very own Stevie Ray beat Anthony Pitt. Now I'm I'm laughing and I shouldn't because Stevie's a class fighter. We've seen Stevie fight live. We love Stevie Ray. We're big fans. Gutted when he left UFC. It was all sour and all that stuff. But I would love to have met a, a few people that would have genuinely stuck money on or believed Ray would win. From a Scottish point of view, I had him winning every day of the week, but from a <laughs> take that off the Scottish glasses and put on the MMA glasses, I would have been shocked if Stevie Ray had beaten Anthony Pettis. But not only did he win, he got enough points to sneak into the playoffs, which is absolutely, utterly outstanding and well in Stevie Ray, mate. Like, honestly, superb. I like fair play to Stevie. Um, to beat Anthony Pettis, Anthony Pettis is a fucking... He's a legend, let's be honest. He is a fucking legend. He's not yeah. an old guy either, but he's a fucking legend. Um, but he's 35 now, he's getting on a bat, but he's not exactly a fucking 38, 39, 40-year-old man now, do you know what I mean? He's still a bit of... He's still a decent fighter, Anthony Pettis, and it's an absolutely tremendous win for Stevie Ray. To do it in that fashion as well, with that finish, it was... 
I think they called it a modified body lock or something like that, but it was a bit like a twister as well. Almost, it, was a wee bit. it was almost like a twister. Yeah, well, I think that's better. I think, cause, see, when the, the last of WWE or used to fucking do an announcement for WWE back in the day, aye. I think when Stevie... Lillian Garcia. Aye, her. When she was announcing how he won it, I think he was a bit like, that's still how it was her. Basically, because she had a quick look wound as if, no, no hen. And I think he kind of probably thought it was a twister as well, which it kind of was. Um, definitely, they kind of vibed it, man. So it was an absolutely sensational finish. Um, fair play for play, play on getting in that fucking playoffs because he's you look at the, you look at the fighters who aren't in the playoffs. Fuck me, man. Manfio, Nathan Schulte, Clay Collar, Jeremy Stevens, Don Madge. Wait. Stevie snuck himself in there, mate. Honestly, absolutely sensational. That is me, but even then you look at the featherweight, it's like Ryo 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 Jukudo, right? Finished second because he knocked out Alejandro Flores in the first round. This is what we're tying this into your rant. I'm building you up here because I'm getting you more and more annoyed. Look at like Lance Palmer get beaten, obviously lost. You know, he's out, he's a good fighter as well. But I mean, you do have a, a very much uh, you're very much frustrated by this, aren't you? I love PFL. I love the format of PFL. I think a wee league system and stuff like that is sensational. Um, I think it's a great way to do it. And getting the playoffs and a wee title fight and all that. Brilliant. It's class. like it. But, Vyoji Kudo to come in. Fight once. Get a first right. round finish. It's once on his fucking thing here. Oh, one loss. Sorry. Right. My bad. Try to look for somebody. Else, right? I'll need to look for somebody else, but it doesn't matter. I still think one win should well, be anti Delizia. How did he that, get eight points? I thought it was only six for a first round kill. Actually, two wins, so he must have two fights. Well, it says on the PFL website that he's got a record of one and oh. All right, there was somebody who did I see anyway. I still don't think one win should be enough to get you into the PFL playoffs. I think that's my big thing. I don't think two fights is enough in a league system to justify calling it a league system in that type of respect. I think you need something like three fights. I'd rather done it over two two years or something like that and you maybe had four or five fights and you had a proper wee league type thing. That would be a wee bit better for me. I can agree, to be fair. I mean, I'm looking at the light heavyweights. If you look at, if you look at the PFL website, the PFL website is actually really good for it. Also, it's their own website. So you look at the guy in fifth place in the light heavyweights, right? Josh Silvera. He only fought once, but he knocked the guy, finished the guy in the first round. So he fought six points. So if he'd fought again and won, he would be in the playoffs. But he's only fought once. Now, that could be maybe he was scheduled to fight and dropped out. I don't know. I don't know if that should tell me because it's no, no, that was light heavyweights, wasn't it? Uh, is he? I like how it's the late heavyweights are coming up. So are they last uh, weekend? I think, aren't they? Was it last weekend? Oh, no, no, I don't know when they were actually. It must have been before. So obviously, maybe if he's fallen out of fight, then fair enough. But if you're Josh Severa or even Corey Hendricks, even there's another guy right underneath him, who'll play six, five points. Obviously, must have finished him in the second round. The person he fought. You're thinking another one win, and those two guys are fighting out to get into that top four. Do you know what I mean? So. I'm surprised it's only two fights. I would have thought it would have been more fights, to be honest. Um, Aye, so would I. I. I really think I think you've got to probably look at three fights to kind of be able to work it properly. I think basically getting a guy getting, getting two fights is a bit of a shitty way to do it, to be honest. I don't think it's... Like, 
we can't really moan too much because Stevie Ray took full advantage of the scoring system and 100% got his fucking victory. And Absolutely. Sensational, by the way, for getting his win, getting it done in the second round. And Literally, if he didn't get that win, if he didn't get that finish in the second round, he probably wouldn't be in the playoffs. Yeah. It's, mental, it's, it's a mental way for it to work. As I said, I, I love the PFL format. I really, really like it. But for me, there's it needs a wee tweak. I think a third fight. I think there's enough time in the calendar to make a third fight. I don't see why yeah, not. There is. If they have the first fights in January, March or February, second fights June time, well, no, I suppose now you need four fights a year, don't you? I think you still have four fights a year. January, you May, probably, you're talking, August, you're talk, you're talking, December. You're talking five for two finals, aren't you? Oh, so you've got two finals, haven't you, so five. You do it over two years, though, or do it over 18 months. Do it over 18 months. There's no reason why you couldn't, mate. If you guys are healthy. That's the thing. You don't have to... It doesn't have to be stuck to one year. You don't have to go, this is the 2022 season. Just make it PFL season four, PFL season five. Do it over two years, as you see. Like, you, you could double the fights. You could have... You could fight six guys in the league, and then two fights after. That's eight fights. That's four each year. I mean... Definitely, I think, I, 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 as I said, I just, I, I got a wee bit pissed off earlier on, I went, man, man, how can you been in the playoffs after only two fights? Motherfucking June, we've still got fucking six months left of the year. Yeah, I know. Interesting to see, because looking at the rankings, it looks like Andy Pettis is going to fight Stevie Ray again. I is. Great. I said, so the lightweight playoffs are Pettis versus Ray and Aubin Mercier versus Martinez as the lightweights. Um, Do you know how great it would be if Stephen Ray won the PFL? Mate, that would be absolutely sensational. Um, you've also got the featherweights. You've got Wade versus Lockney and Kudo versus Jenkins. And Kudo's ranked second. Kudo's a second-ranked featherweight in the whole of PFL. Because, because Bubba Jenkins went to two decisions, that's why. Oh, just... Anyway, let's move on, man. We're rattling, so let's go. Um... So that ties us nicely into what's coming up this weekend because we're going to look at PFL for this weekend, which is headlined by Kayla Harrison versus not Julia Budd anymore. Um, I don't know when Julia Budd dropped out, but she's fighting Caitlin Young. Um, and as Mark said, Mark said Kayla Harrison really needs a win. Aye, but I mean, for Kayla Harrison not to finish in the top four, she'd have to to beat which one happens. So yeah, let's say she wins well, on uh, I think she's fine now. I think if she'd fought Julia Budge she would have issues. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think when I, cause I first seen it, I had a wee rant, basically, like, rant, but I had a wee comment basically saying, oh, she needs a win, blah, 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 because if she doesn't win and Julia Budd beats her, yeah. maybe Julia Budge can take over, etc. But um, the, only I, way, the only way it doesn't happen, right, no, there's, there's no way it can happen to be fair. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think if Julia Budd had been fighting, I think it could still happen. Yeah. But now that Julia Budd is no longer fighting, um, Kayla Harrison, I don't think it's even fucking possible. Yeah. So you've got this on this season, this this week's MPFL, um, you've got the women's lightweight and the men's uh, welter. Um, some good fights on here. Gleason Tabal's fighting... Uh, Larissa Pacheco, who I'm pretty sure might have been in the final last year against. Um, She's sitting top of the table just now. I'm sure she was in the final last year against Kayla. Uh, you get Magomed, Magomed Karimov versus Zhao Zeferino. You've got last year's welterweight champion Ray Cooper III fighting Brett Cooper. You've got the PFL supposed star and Rory McDonald 
fighting Sabadou Sai. Um, with the rankings there, Rory's already got a first round finish. Um, Ray Cooper lost and also has minus one. I don't know how the hell you get a minus one. Yeah, I don't know a minus one either. I've seen because Janae Fabian has a minus one, yet she's won a first fight. So I, I wonder. If, I wonder if it's maybe you get a point taken. Possibly. I don't know. I think we've made any of the fucking rules, to be honest. Um, so yeah, obviously you've got. Um, as I said, there's some good fights here. Um, obviously, Brody McDonald's always always fun to watch, to be honest. Um, and Rory Ray Cooper last year showed why he's fun to watch because he smashed Rory McDonald. Um, so hold on a minute, I'm just looking. Uh, I should get get that that point because she must wait. Oh, that's good. I like that. So Ray Cooper must wait. I I must have done. Tadger. Aye, complete Tadger. And uh, basically, you must wait, and you get a walkover one if you must wait. You get a walkover one. Uh, if the person who fought like Julia Budge got a walkover one over Janine Fabian because she missed it. So they still fought, but no matter no, what happened, never oh, fought. they cancel it. Just cancelled it and just gave Bud the three points straight out of the bat. Wow! I wonder if they just cancel fights if you don't make weight. Like you literally, you don't even get a chance to fight at a different weight. Oh. Just... What? No, I'm talking shape. Yeah, usual. That's that's bad. Aye, so aye, Fabian actually did thought Bud received a walkover, but they fought. So Fabian actually won the bout, the bout on all three judges' scorecards and improved a record to five and two, but lost the bout under the structure of the PFL. Love that. That's class. That's brilliant. That's superb. That's that's proper made me smile. That. <laughs> um, there's an undefeated Russian on this card, Magomed Umalatov, who I didn't see in the rankings. Nah, he's not. I hasn't fought yet. This is his first fight. His so first fight. So that's. I know you get a lot. I know you get a lot of fighters that fill things. So um, it should be a good Carlos, card. Carlos Leo is sitting second. Doesn't fight this weekend. So I'm guessing he's actually had to drop out of a fight and. I don't think Delano Taylor's fighting either. So these are the guys sitting second and third in the, in the rankings at this moment in time and they won't this, fight. This is what gets me, man. This is why if you had more fights, you could make up the fights. Like, they should they should fight at least, I don't know, a minimum of three times, maybe even four or five times. In the league, they should fight five other guys in the league. You know what I mean? You should. It's... Well, I'm guessing the two, the two Russians this weekend, Magomedov, Magomed, Kerimov and, and Matalov, who haven't fought yet, are probably replacing whoever Leo and Taylor were supposed to be fighting. Yeah, I presume so. Presume so. Anyway, Kayla Harrison's the draw here. She's fighting Caitlin Young. She's going to smash Caitlin Young, I would imagine. So. Sorry, but yeah. PFL's two biggest stars on this card this weekend, anyway. Yeah, yeah, Kayla and Rory, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Right, the big one. Hopefully, we've left enough time for this, my man. UFC 276 from T Mobile in Las Vegas. Decent poster, by the way. Decent. Not bad, eh? Not bad. Not good. This is stacked from start to finish. I mean, okay, no disrespect intended, as we always say. Probably skipped the first fight, if I'm honest. Um, I was talking to somebody today, and they said her name was Jessica Rose, cannot fight Clark. 
that should be our nickname. So might patch that. Um, but then from there on in, I mean, Brad Tavares versus Drikas Duplessis is the second fight on a fight card. Is fucking disgusting. Disgusting. Jessica I Macy Barber, ridiculous. I mean, mate, it's just it's literally. I mean, Jim Miller, Donald Cerrone on the prelims. It's <laughs> mate, it's insane. This whole thing is utterly insane. Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner on the prelims. It's. I'd imagine that. Man, I don't know what your headline that actually will be. I'll start show you. Look, want to UFC website. It's nuts, man. Robbie Lawler. I forgot Robbie Lawler. Brian Barberena was on this. My God, this card is insane, mate. Insane. This is the first time for years that Robbie Lawler has been on the prelims. I read somewhere he was not complaining about it, but he was basically making mention of the fact. Why is there only four main four fights on the main card? Is it because it's pay per view? Doesn't really affect us in any way, shape, or form, does it? No, I'm just asking because normally there's more than four. I'm just asking. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I, thought I couldn't mm. tell you. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you unless we've got to have so many fights on the prelims. Because there's four, there's four fights on the main prelims and there's four on the pre-prees. So maybe unless they just want to put more on the pre-prees. Uriah Hall was on the pre-prees. I know Uriah Hall was a bit meh, but he's still a bit of a legend in the fucking game. Do you know what I mean? Hey, Tavares Duplicy is the second fight. Like, yeah, that's, I know. that's like. I would have that away above everybody else. I'd have, I would have that over Brad Riddell, Jalen Turner. Well, Duplicy is technically no rank, so if you look at it that way. I know, I know, but still, I think Jalen Turner's ranked, is he? Um, no, actually, I might be right there. Tavares yeah. is ranked higher than Brad Riddell, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, this, this, this gets me like so buzzing, man. I cannot wait for this. There's literally not a bad fight on it except the first one. No disrespect, but... No, um, two guys have got to make their money, so be used to bar in, but I'll probably not catch it. But I mean, Pedro Munoz, Sean O'Malley, wow. Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira, insane. Holloway, Volk, hopefully, finally. Redemption. Rede- redemption is coming. And nothing against Volk, by the way. It's not a dislike for Volk, it's a no. love for Max. And it's just a fact that we both think Max... We actually thought Max might have won the first one. It was close. The second one, we definitely think Max won. Aye, we'd Max won in the fucking second fight. So, 100%, hopefully justice is served and Max will come away for you as a fucking yeah. new featherweight champion. Finally, yeah. get his fucking belt back. Because for me, he won the second. So, um, But, well, mate, it's going to be a fucking sensational fight anyway. It will be. And then obviously we've got the end of his we've got the end of Adesanya's run as well coming, so it's going to be an absolutely class night. Two new champs. It's going to be shite night for Australia, is it? I'll just hear you in New Zealand, the Anzac countries as such. Um, nah, I can't see Canadier beating, is he? But yeah, you listen. It's all about it's all about if Canadier can get inside that range and use his power, or maybe even look for a takedown, man. Because I mean, it surprised me. Canadier's got that power and that strength, and maybe look at doing something like that. So. Maybe will you take a book at a big Blahovich's book and try and fucking just get him down and sit and talk to him for a bit? Yeah. I don't know. It's an uh, interesting fight, actually, but honest, I think it will be. As much as I think Israel will probably come out quite easily and win it, I still think there's a lot of intrigue regarding it. Well, aye, I mean, he's a different animal, Cannonier. Like everybody thought Brunson would smash him. You know, Cannonier's had a bit of a good run, mate. He's shown that he's, you know, he's. What is it? He's not lost at middleweight, although he's got five losses. None of them are middleweight. Is that right? Somewhere like that. Because they don't start at heavyweight or something, stupid. Oh, sorry. Except, except Whitaker. Shit, oh, sorry. Right. But, 
Other than that, like he lost the light heavyweight, he, Reyes and Blaovic lost at heavyweight away down back in the day. But, I mean, he's beaten Silva, Hermanson, Gastelum and Brunson. He's, I suppose if he hasn't beat Rob Wacker, he's not going to beat Adesanya, but hey. No, but I think I think the Brunson fight kind of maybe showed that he's at least made a lot of improvements in his game and stuff like that. And yeah. obviously, Kennedy was quite late to the to the World MMA. He was you know a, a bouncer who weighed something like three hundred pounds at one point before he was, ah, he, was a, he, he was a big he was a big laddie, that's for sure. He was fucking huge at one point, and then eventually got involved in the MMA, and that's how he's lost all his weight. And obviously, he's done at one eight five now, so he's. Oh, to get where he is, he's done incredible, mate. Um, it'll be a, it'll be a massive fight for him, obviously a weekend, and it'll be intriguing. Um, I'm an Izzy fan, I'm a massive Izzy fan, but I'm not 100 percent confident on a Saturday. But I'd put my confidence about 80 percent. Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's it's I'm just, I know it sounds stupid to say because it's a pay per view, so of course it's going to be three o'clock in the morning, fucking start. But I just wish I could fucking watch it live, to be honest. Well, we could. That's not happening. Because oh, my Sunday's in the morning, I figured that would be man. So the new man's up at 7 o'clock, and I haven't even got to my bed at 7 hey, o'clock. We're out on Saturday night. It's so bad, actually. I haven't got to be, man. I'm thinking after party here. Uh, I'd be shocked if that happens, but we'll look oh, at that. that. I've got my bed. Yeah, I'll, have, I'll get to the end of Calvary and go, I'm going to sleep, man. I'm fucked. I wonder what the timings actually are for that because see if the main card starts. Nah, it's not going to be pay per view. It's going to be three o'clock, isn't it? Aye, pre 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 will start at eleven probably. Um, aye, three a.m. British standard time for the main card. Alrighty. Sunday morning, nice job, my man. Yeah. So, do you have any news and finance this week? Because I know you've been a bit swamped. No, man, I've been far too busy. I've fucking working stuff like that. I'm not trying to have a look through and stuff like that. Um, I don't think I'm enough to tap me either. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I feel as if there was something big announced. There probably was, and then I can't fucking remember it. Um, usually I like to try and maybe like have a wee look through the fight announcements and stuff like that and take a wee screenshots and stuff like that. But um, I think the other one, the only one I think I seen was Aldo TJ was getting sorted for September 10th for UFC 279. I'm going to write a nice one. Um, I'll try to see what else I've maybe got. Um, Aldo did my Rab Villi. This is a fucking fight and a half as well, mate. That'll be interesting. Um, and the other one, which I thought was a bit of a fucking mental fight, but apparently Dan Hooker versus Gilly Quida. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was fucking mental, but there we go. Alrighty, well, that's something to look forward to for sure. <laughs> that's one way to look at it, man. Right, is that you all done? Yeah, man. I'll try and get a better news report for you next week. Sounds good. Right, listen, guys, thank you as always for listening. We do appreciate it. Um, get us on the socials uh, at Inside Cage MMA, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you listen on Spotify, give us that wee five-star rating. That would be wonderful. Um, Yep, thank you again, and have a good week. We'll catch you next week.